Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I'm so happy you're here. We're talking about branding stuff this week. And this is a really juicy topic because it's so important what we're going to talk about today. And it's so simple. And it's some silly mistakes that a lot of businesses make. I've fallen victim to making the mistake that that we're going to talk about this week, but don't worry. It's really easy to fix. We're going to talk about how to clearly communicate your business, your brand, and make that deeper connection with your audience. Okay. So Before we dive in, there are two little action items. First is I have a really great free resource that is accompanying this episode. It is a guide on how to create a brand or to up-level your brand to be a brand that gets people talking and one that helps sell your service or product for you. And you can grab that free guide at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I, Ugly Ventures, all one word, dot com, backslash, brand. So if you if you go to uglyventures.com backslash brand, you can grab that free guide, um, which is going to kind of accompany this episode in a way. I'll help you get started. And the next is, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. And I hope that you get a lot of value out of these episodes. And if you do, it would mean so, so much to me if you shared it with an entrepreneurial friend because entrepreneurship is ugly at times, right? And it is difficult and we need all the support that we can to kind of unravel our marketing, to unravel sales and understand how to get traction and growth and success in our business. And that is why I am here. So thank you again for being here and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So why are we talking about clear communication? Well, I think sometimes we are very unclear. All of us fall victim to this and we may not even realize it. So let's start with a very um, tangible example. If you are at a networking event, right? Or you're at a conference, how easily can you communicate what you do, what your service or product is in a way that that get people to lean in, right? So we may call this like our elevator pitch and all of that stuff, but is is there a way, or are you 100% sure that verbally you're communicating what you do? And not only communicating what you do, but in a way that gets people excited and interested. Because this is a really, really important uh, piece of the puzzle, right? Not only do we want people to know what we do, and how we serve, we want them to be interested in what we do. And there's a whole formula um, that you can apply to kind of figure out what, you know, 
in what way can you communicate your product or service in a way that's going to get people to listen? And I recommend checking out the story frame, uh, the story brand framework. So in my accelerator, which is launching soon, and I'll tell you all about that um, in upcoming weeks episodes, but um, in the marketing accelerator, we go, the sale to marketing accelerator, we go through this process of building out your marketing message. But the short of it is, how are we going to connect? How are we going to pique interest? And it is about making your customer, your prospect, the hero of the story. Okay. And what that means is when we're communicating our product or service, we're not just telling that prospect how great we are and what we do. We're really communicating the transformation that our product or service offers. Because in doing that, your prospect understands how your product or service will help improve their lives. Because at the end of the day, that's why we exist. We exist to serve our clients, right? We're, we serve to add value in the lives of our customers. And so in order to communicate that clearly, you want to be uh, sharing what that transformation is. So some really quick examples of this could be, you know, what, you know, if you're an accountant, okay, you can introduce yourself as I'm account, an accountant, full stop. That's not that interesting. But if you lead with the benefits, the tr transformation, and you say, well, I help businesses uncover uh, ways of increasing their revenue by eliminating waste in their financial sector, something like that, right? What you're doing in that, in that way is you're piquing the interest of that target, right? That business owner, because you're not just an accountant, you actually are helping them uncover ways to save money in their business. So that is an example of communicating benefit. So we communicate clearly what we do, we connect with those prospects and, and we become much more interesting to them. So it's really important to communicate clearly our product or service. And as you're kind of thinking about how you act in like these networking groups and these conferences and how you introduce yourself in person, now in your business in person, I want you now to look at your website. I want you now to look at your calls to action, the buttons, what do they say? I want you to look at your sales pages, your contact us pages, and apply the same principle. Is it very clear, not only what your product or service does and the transformation it offers, but is it clear what the next steps should be? So clarity is really, really important. And what stops us from being clear? So there's two major um, dangers, sort of dangerous things that kind of happen as human beings um, that can make it very unclear what our product or service is and how we serve and what next steps we want people to take with us. So the first is jargon. So we can call this like the curse of the expert, right? But sometimes we use like industry jargon too much in our communication to a default. And so I want you to think like, are you expressing 
the benefits, the features, the things that you do, the transformation in terms of jargon, acronyms. So when we're in it in our business or we're in a particular vertical or industry, right? To us, these acronyms and these uh, and this jargon is part of our day-to-day uh, communication, our nomenclature. Maybe when we're working with clients, we use these terminology. But the thing you need to remember is oftentimes people don't know what j- the certain jargon means or they don't know what certain acronyms mean, and they're not going to ask you. They're just going to tune out. And this is really poses a big problem. I'll give you an example in my own life. So I work as a fractional chief marketing officer, right? That is the the business I've built for the past 10 years. And I often introduce myself as a fractional CMO because many founders, they know CMO is chief marketing officer. But I realized a, a while ago that actually not everyone knows what a CMO is. And even if they, maybe they like have heard of chief marketing officer, um, they've heard the acronym, but maybe they don't remember what it means. And perhaps that term is not actually going to spark within them something that turns on this, this like clicker of thinking they need what I provide. Maybe that acronym sort of creates this disconnect, right? Whereas opposed to me introducing myself and saying, I help founders create sales-focused marketing strategies and build an execution team to increase revenue. Well, that at least is much clearer on what I can do to help them rather than a CMO, right? I'm going, or even better, I mean, that's not even a very good speech I just said, but you could say, you know, I help uh, founders double their revenue through sales-focused marketing plans and execution. Something like that, right? These are that's going to pique the interest because you're inviting people kind of into this narrative of you know I'm going to help you increase your revenue, and it and it sort of causes this this question in their head of saying, well, how do you do that? Could that be that's something that I want, right? So be careful using jargon and acronyms. Um, and again, I as a chief mark, fractional chief marketing officer, people don't even sometimes know what fractional chief marketing officer or fractional executive even is. A lot of people don't. So don't be assuming that everyone understands the jargon and the acronyms that you use for whatever vertical that you work in. But the other trap that you could fall into, the other kind of dangerous trap is trying to be too clever and too witty or too sarcastic. Because again, a lot of times your audience just won't get it. Either they won't get it or it's going to be too confusing or take too much time for them to figure out or being, being really clever and sarcastic and sarcastic and all that actually doesn't really, maybe it gets like a chuckle. It makes people smile, but it doesn't really move people into action. So I want to kind of zoom out in this conversation because the major part of this is something that I've been saying a lot lately, which is your customers, they only really care about themselves because that's like all they have the bandwidth for in their busy day, right? 
So we want to make sure that it's very easy and clear and quick for our prospects to know what we do and how we serve them. Okay. Because if we're making them work a little bit too hard to figure it out, not only what we do, what their transformation could be, right. But also like, what are the next steps, right? So when we're pitching ourselves or on our, um, on our website, we want to invite people into this narrative of how we help them and the transformation that we facilitate and how we make their lives better. But then we can't forget about clear calls to action, right? So the next step is book a demo. The next step is join my email list. The next step is grab this free template. Whatever it is, we want to make sure that our instructions are also very clear. Clarity is so, so important. So let's dig a little bit into like, what does clarity help us do? So when we're clearly communicating with our audience, we're actually creating um, a deeper connection with them. So as I said, we're going to be understanding that the needs, wants, and desires, we pay attention to their needs, wants, and desires of our prospect. That is the most important thing for us to understand. And when we clearly communicate that back to them, right, we mirror their desires, needs, fears. We communicate it back to them. And then we position our service or product as the solution. Well, we can, we are showing them that we understand them, right? We're, we're creating empathy and that empathy that we're creating with our audience, our prospects, customers, clients, when we mirror back to them, we're actually creating that relationship. We're building that relationship because our prospect, our audience, they feel understood by us. And in feeling understood, then they begin to make that connection on how your service or product could help them personally. And so when we're kind of making our communication too jargony, too clever, too, too witty, too whatever, we sometimes can miss that opportunity because it's not maybe going to hit to the heart of our prospect, which is what we want. We want our communication to really tap into that, those deep needs or desires. Now, by the way, it doesn't need to be all that serious. Your product or service could be serving the need of just of, of joy, uh, of entertainment. That also is a need, a human need, right? But being clear on what your client audience wants and needs, and then matching that, uh, that, that communication, those messaging to sort of match to mirror back what they need and also explaining that transformation that you offer. So creating deeper connections. The next thing that clear communication does is it helps you to cut through the noise. So we are bombarded, as we know, by just so much information, so, so much scrolling and so many different brands and all of this stuff. But when you hit on that communication, that message that hits to the heart of your target client and that it clearly communicates, right? Mirrors their problem, need, and desire back to them and also shares your product or service and how it will help. Well, that really helps cut through the noise because as you're scrolling quickly, and this is a test that you can do for yourself, 
really understand what are the email subject lines? What are the ad copy? Which are the posts? What are the reels? What are the things that make you stop scrolling? And when you pay attention to what those, that those pieces of content are that actually speak to you, you can begin to kind of map out what you care about. Like what's kind of running through your subconscious during the day that's going to make you kind of stop and look twice. I love doing this with email subject lines. I love saving emails that I love because email is such an important and powerful tool for your business. Whenever I see, I get done, I'm on everyone's email list because I love getting uh, promotional emails and brand emails. I, I just love it. I think that there's some really creative work that's done by email. But, you know, a lot of times my inbox is flooded. So I just erase, 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 like most of us. But for every 10 emails I erase, there's probably one that stops me in my tracks and it makes me feel enticed to click through. And if you ever, you should start noticing that in your own life because that's going to be a big clue to how you can grab your own audience's attention, right? Using some of these strategies that are working on you and mirror it back to your own audience, your prospects. So it's a really good tool. But it, the, the bigger point here is that when the messaging is done correctly, you actually can cut through the noise. And the, and the proof is that it happens to you every day, right? You're scrolling, you're erasing emails, but things catch your eye. And more times than not, it's going to be something that speaks to some desire that you have. Another really good example is, or what I'm seeing that is working really well is these very colloquial emails, like very friendly, ones that are messages that you would send to your best friend or to your siblings or something. You know, I get message, I got a message from a brand this morning. The subject line was just, hey, dot, dot, dot. And I loved that because it made me click in and it made me, uh, it sort of spoke to my desire to really be connecting with the people that I love and that I care about during the day when I'm just in work mode, right? But it it is a pattern interrupter. And a lot of times when we get really the jargony kind of super clever, witty, takes too much time to kind of unravel stuff is what a lot of brands do. And that's why it just is noise because it just takes too much effort to like figure out what that heck is going on, right? So what else is clear, can clear communication do for your business? So clear communication also builds trust. So being really clear on how you serve, the transformation your service or product offers to your prospects, what the next steps are, what is the pricing, right? Clarity, what do they get? What is the level? you know, what happens on the, what happens on the demo call? Like spelling it out for people creates trust and safety because we don't think about it this way, but the reality is what is the difference between, or what is that, that chasm between, you know, your client deciding to buy the product, right? Click buy now or not. Well, a lot of times there is that feeling of insecurity or 
that's is a safety issue, right? Now your product or service is promising this transformation is going to do X, Y, and Z. But of course, before the client actually is using the product or you know has bought it, they, there's this question, this unknown of whether it's actually going to work and whether things are going to do what they say they're going to do, right? That is the risk that every buyer makes. And we ourselves do it every time that we purchase something as well. So we want to build trust. We want things to be very clear to our prospects. So there's no, um, there's no room for them to feel insecure because the process is transparent. The communication is clear, right? And this helps to build that like, know, and trust factor that will get folks ready to purchase with you, right? Let's not play games, but it comes in the way that we kind of build that trust is how clearly are we communicating all these things I'm talking about, but also, you know, do we have our, you know, is it clear our return pile policies? Is it clear our guarantees, right? Not being muffled up with jargon or creative, funny, cute things, just making sure people have the information that they need to make an informed decision. So let's talk a minute about when can we use wit and humor? So I do think that there is a lot of value in very sparingly using wit and humor. And you wanna make sure that it doesn't muffle up your big, most important communication touch points. In fact, I read Anne Handley's book uh, called Everybody Writes, which is a wonderful book about copywriting. And she has a really great suggestion about using kind of cleverness, wit, and humor in very unexpected places. So for example, that bit of text that comes up when someone subscribes to your newsletter, right? That sort of thank you message that comes up or you know, after someone subscribes, the first email that they get from you, or um, you know, in your terms and conditions, you can maybe like when things that are otherwise dull, you can add some wit and humor, some surprise. You know, what does the text on your button say? Right? There's a lot of different ways you can sprinkle it in, but you want to make sure you know your headline top above the fold on your website you best believe that that needs to be absolutely clear. No puns, no funny word plays, just clear what you do because you've got that short amount of time to grab attention, right? The cleverness, the wit, the personality, right? Can really be sprinkled through in other places that could be uh, maybe more supplementary copy, rather than your major most important copy, right? So it's, and, and by using kind of humor and wit and sarcasm more sparingly, it becomes more powerful, right? It, because it's unexpected, it throws people off guard. And when done right, being clever uh, is the way that you can really make those deeper connections when it's used in this sparing way, right? Um, and the other piece I could say also about jargon and acronyms and things like that, they also can be used sparingly and also with a lot of thought, right? Because in some moments, using a specific jargon will create 
um, a sense of community, right? Uh, so again, be very careful because as I mentioned before, CMO, a lot of people don't know what it is, right? And even in the entrepreneurial space, you know, I would say maybe, you know, it could be 50-50 of people really knowing what CMO is, which surprised me, but it's sort of what I found. But there is a lot of different um, jargon that entrepreneurs that, you know, we all use in startup world that, that I wouldn't maybe use in other businesses, such as, you know, uh, lean, right? Like uh, operating a lean operation, right? This idea of being lean or, um, uh, you know, and a big one that I guess came of the past couple of years is this idea of like saying a PPT versus deck, right? Deck became very like in vogue because people would put decks together for, um, for investors. And then everyone started calling them decks, but still, if you go to like, you know, old school, old school industries, they're still calling them like, you know, uh, a PPTs, right? Um, so you can be kind of very selective on what, terminologies you're using that will fit your specific target. But again, be careful and always err on the side of caution. Just as clear as you can be, definitely always lean in that direction, right? And then the last thing I want to point out is, you know, having clear communication is that catalyst for action, right? You want to make it clear what you do, how you serve, what that transformation is, what the next step is, because doing all of that is gonna move people into action more, right? Because they're going to, it's like A plus B equals C. They'll know that A, my problem, plus B, your solution is gonna equal C, the goal that I wanna to get to. And you wanna make it that easy in people's minds because there is so much noise out there. We are getting dozens and dozens of brand emails a day. We are seeing hundreds of businesses on social media a day scrolling through so quickly, right? So as clear and precise as you can be, the better. I'm going to leave you with the last bit of, of the last tip, the kind of actionable tip of the day, okay? The actionable tip of the day is two parts, so two tips, okay? First is to take an audit. Take an audit of your website, of your, of your call to action, of your buttons, any ads that you're running, and ask yourself, is this super duper clear what I'm offering, what I'm asking people to do, what their transformation is? Am I speaking to their pain points? Is this all very clear? And if you're unsure, do a little, little test. Ask some, some folks to look at your website. You know, when we're doing a UX, like a user experience upgrade with when I'm doing that for clients, the designer does something called the five second test where a good design team will do this. They will put your website homepage out to a handful of folks, you know, five to 10 people, maybe other designers or people that they work with. And they will say, okay, click on the site. You're going to set a five second timer and you're going to then shut it down. And you're going to answer some questions for me. What does this, what does this company do? Right. Who do they serve? How can they help you? What is the product? Right. And that's a really good way that you can make sure that you're communicating clearly through your homepage, top of the fold. First thing that people see, that it's all very clear. This is the most important and crucial part of your whole business, right? That's like the, 
that's the the um, the storefront, right? Your website top above the fold. So you want to make sure that that's very clear, and you can run a little test. Get five to ten friends, family members, colleagues, or whatever to do that for you. Make sure that everything's really clear. And five seconds is generous because a lot. If we're going to be measuring people that bounce off your site, that's because they're bouncing off in under three seconds, right? So a bounce rate is usually calculated as like three seconds or under two seconds. So we have a very short amount of time to capture attention, right? And that website test is really great because if you get that website communication right, you can do similar, um, you can use that messaging to sort of upgrade your social media profiles by using the, those phrases and things like that. So this is a really useful exercise to go through. But the, the next piece of it, the second part of this actionable step is to understand that Communication is a process, like understanding what's really going to hit is a process. Oftentimes when we don't see production on lead magnets or we don't see production on sales pages, our initial like reaction is let's just like throw the baby out with the bathwater and just like do it all over again. Um, start from scratch. But that is a waste of time. We all, I mean, I've fallen victim to doing that, of course, in my life. And we all kind of fall victim to that. But the reality is, and what I've seen in my 15 years as a fractional chief marketing officer, as a marketing director, right? That's what I am. I'm a, a marketing director, which, which is easier for people to understand. But in leading teams and seeing progress, right? Improvements of conversion rates. It's always about those little tweaks. It's really those little tweaks. It could just be the way you phrase the same thing, right? You just do it in a different way and it's going to connect. It's going to hit. Right. So your ads, the same thing, your your website copy, those headlines on website copy, the blog headlines, all those things. Oftentimes it's just that like 10 degree shift that you need to make that's going to like hit on the heartstrings of your of your audience. Right. So those two action steps. Right. Let's kind of take an audit of our website, make sure it's super clear and then run some tests, do some A-B testing. Right. If you think that a landing page is not converting well. Instead of like scrapping it and starting all over again, what are some small improvements that you can make? And then you can test, right? You can put out a new version of it and have that go for a month and see if you get any better results. Because the communication is, it's, it's about finessing, right? Those actual words that you're using. And by the way, the images also communicate your message, right? It's by really testing and iterating on those, um, the, the visuals, the copy 10 degrees, um, that's really going to get you to your results, okay? And communication is so important. And last but not least, communication is something that you should revisit often because as the world changes, as the economy changes, different worries come to the surface of our audience and our target client, right? We get preoccupied with different things that are going on in the world. And you always want to have that sort of touchstone, that sort of baseline to make sure, you know, is my communication landing now with my audience? Because that will change. Um, and so it's always good to revisit that. Your website copy, the copy for social, the copy for ads, the, cop the headlines on your on your blogs and newsletters. All of that stuff is not a set it and forget it thing. So I hope I've made a good case for why you should really be paying attention 
to how clearly you're communicating your products, your service, the transformation you offer, the benefits of your client, connecting with their pain points. It is really the difference between success and failure in your sales and your marketing, okay? So that's it for this week. If you have any more questions or you want me to dive deeper into any of these strategies, just you know, email me. If you're not on my email list, you should be. You can go to uglyventures.com, U-G-L-I ventures.com. And from there, you can download a bunch of, there's a lot of free good tools there. You can get, I got a bunch of free guides, um, but you can also just sign up for the newsletter there as well. Um, if you just click on resources. So uglyventures.com backslash resources, everything is there. The guides, the newsletter. Um, but if you do get my newsletter, just hit reply. I answer them. I love hearing your feedback and I will create any episodes that you need. I can go deeper. We can get to a different topic. Just let me know. All right, see you back here next week and keep going. I'm so proud of you. You're doing awesome, okay? So if no one's told you lately, you're kicking ass and I know you're going to reach unicorn status. You just gotta keep going. All right, see you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.